Hello and welcome to the Track Talk podcast. We are back. There's been a couple of races, but Jay and Shara here. We're going to chat through them, preview Hungary and everything in between. How are you guys? Won't lie, Dan. It's been a difficult, difficult couple of weeks for me. It's a couple of yeah, weeks. You, are you in mourning? Difficult week. Do you know what? Yeah. Th- this is up there with some of the worst things that people can experience. I'm talking like wet socks, a rainy beach. Ooh. Um like dropping your KFC on the floor or walking home. Like, you know, it's up there with heartbreaking. the worst feelings that human beings can feel. And I, that's how I'm mm. feeling right now. Mm. Hush up. Okay, <laughs> I thought you were going to... Sorry, I thought you were going to say why. Um... <laughs> People know why. I haven't got to we'll tell get you. to why. I know. Um, yeah, I'm good. I would like to apologise to everyone. We haven't been able to slot in an episode. But nonetheless, there's been some great races. And I, I, we, I look, we're not going to talk about the races because, you know, it, it's been and gone. But I do need to give a shout out to Lando Norris. Mad upgrades from McLaren. Well exciting. Lewis Hamilton. Two Brits on the podium at Silverstone. Oh, yeah, there we go. That's all I have to get off my chest. Seems. Can I raise a quick question, actually? Before we talk about the obvious, um, my heartbreak. Are, are McLaren actually good? Are they back? Or is it just because it was Silverstone and are they going to be terrible this weekend? They look kind of back. Um, I know, because the thing is, is that McLaren in general are always pretty good in Austria and at Silverstone. And I know that it says it has been a bit track dependent kind of thing. But I do think that this upgrade this is basically they've got almost like a brand new car. Um, yeah. And there has been the running joke of like, oh, it looks like Red Bull now. And he's like, no, it looks like us. Like Lando said, no, it looks like Aston Martin. Um. But I do, I do think they have gone leaps and bounds from where. I mean, look, from the start of the season, they were like nowhere. I think we all said they were like the worst car on the grid, even at one point. So I, I hope that it's not just a fluke. I do think they are back more. It's yeah, it's going to be a hard one. I'm gonna say they're back more than they were. So, I don't know. I'm scared to say they're back and be like, wait, guys, we're gonna win a championship now. Like, no, no, that's not gonna happen. Yeah, I don't know if yeah. it's track dependent or not. I think the upgrades are good, and I, yeah, I'm just basically I'm really scared to say that. Yeah, I feel confident about it. Fair enough. So basically, um, out of that we've got absolutely nothing for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of words and very little things. A, a, a lot of words, but not many things were said. <laughs> Anyways, um, you mentioned the worst car on the grid. So speaking of the worst car on the grid, we get to Jay's heartbreak here. Now I feel sorry for Jay. Right, this Nick de Vries won Formula 2 in 2019. Correct. 2019, he won Formula 2. And since then, Jay has been passionately campaigning to get this man in Formula 1. He's been on the streets. He's been handing out flyers. He's been doing everything to get this man into Formula 1. He saw him at the Formula E last year, and his life was made. He finally got his chance to see Nick de Vries in Formula 1 this year. He put him as his positive surprise for the whole season. He's lasted 12 races, and they've got rid of him. There's only is one even, man we can go to. Is it like, even twelve races? Was it? Was, was it twelve? I think it was twelve. But sum up 12. your emotions oh. from the last two weeks. <laughs> Words are failing me at this moment, Dan. It's been a tough week or so. Um, look, I think he should have gone to Williams. Personally, I think that Williams door was open after that super sub performance that Monza, where he replaced Alex Albon and scored points in his debut. Uh, that AlphaTauri is comfortably the worst car on the grid. 
and also is that is in the Red Bull family where you know they're going to be ruthless. They're not going to give you any time unless you know Yuki Tsunoda apparently. And Honda though, isn't it? Yeah, Honda. Do you know what? I would get it more if they put Liam Lawson in. But all of this is about Ricardo, and Ricardo is a famous face. You know, he's been in GQ magazine. He's been on like the Ellen Show. Heck, he's probably been on Graham Norton or something like that. Yeah, he's a big name. And then the they. If I walked down the street <laughs> and I said, who's Nick DeVry? It's the first person I saw. Do you know what? I'm going to do it after this. I'm going to ask them when I leave. <laughs> well, trust me, tomorrow morning, I'm going to ask them. I'm going to say, who's Nick DeVry? They'll probably look at me, welcome to you. They'll probably say he's like a Dutch footballer. No. But if I said to them, who's Danny Ricardo? They might they might know him. And I feel like this is a lot to do with that. It's a lot to do with uh, Alpha Tower changing their name next year. They're going to be a new team. If Ricardo is still there, he's going to sell more merchandise than the three he's gonna go on the ellen show and go on graham norton and go on piers morgan and go on piers exactly and he's gonna go on piers morgan uncensored and he's gonna go on any kind of chat show that you can think of he actually he might even rock up on eastenders one day um but yeah i feel like it's more this is much more of a a marketing move a pr move than it is a driver move because i mean obviously the three hasn't been on it this year the car is awful. But when you actually look at it, in recent races, he hasn't been that far but that far, sorry, behind Sonoda. Yes, he is 28. He's an experienced driver. He's won Formula E. He's won Formula 2. He's been around the block. He's tested for pretty much every single team in Formula 1 history. Um, so you wouldn't expect him to maybe be off You'd expect him to be closer. And that's what Red Bull's, uh, I guess, argument was and Helmut Marco's point was. But he's had, what did you say, 12 races or something like that? Give the man a bit of time. He was getting closer. And can I just take everyone back to the Australian Grand Prix? De Vries was like he would have been ninth there if he didn't get punted off by Logan Sargent. If he finished ninth, he'd have the same number of points as Sonoda. So true. come on, it's true. look, uh, it's harsh, isn't it? It's harsh. Can, can we all agree it's harsh? We we no, are all 100%. very much agreeing it's harsh. Yeah, we we, we backed just, you up on that just, right away. Should have just gone to Williams, man. Yeah, he, he he looked at last year's pace. Great. He saw how. Alpha Terry were better than Williams and he's he's jumped at it. He should have gone to Williams. He'd still be there now. Better car. Yeah. It's a sad day. And also, because when is he ever going to get back into Formula 1? Unless yeah, Sergeant's terrible. He's, he's stuck, I honestly I think. think this is it, man. This I is think... it. What's he going to do? Go back to Formula E? Mm, yeah, I don't, I don't know where he's going to go. A lot of people online were kind of saying that they, they obviously felt sorry for him because he's lost his seat, but... Perez's performance did him absolutely no favours either because realistically yeah, Red Bull are going to look for a new second driver if Perez continues his current especially quality form because there's no other way of saying it it's been shocking recently it's been awful it's been um, when was the last time he got into Q3 it's been um, 2019 at... <laughs> it's been at least four races um, I believe outside of Q3 but even when they were saying outside of Q3 last weekend like in Silverstone, he was out in Q1. To be fair, let, I let alone Q2. Like, and there is there is absolutely like zero, like there's absolutely zero excuses for him to make. There is absolutely nothing because it's not that oh you know the car had an issue or there was a poor performance. He didn't set a lap time at Silverstone, and then he has the best car he has the best car on the grid even though yes people are saying i think max is tailing a little bit more towards him nonetheless he's in a red bull and i played devil's advocate though 
for Silverstone. I feel like Red Bull did screw him there in quality because he was the first person to do the lap on a drying yeah, track. Yeah, he, he was and like he, he put it P1 and he like just two went, minutes. Whoosh, and went flying down the order. But yeah, no, it's, it's inexcusable, especially when your teammate is um, on pole for like half a year. I mean, it's a good excuse to prop know. up Bottas for his 100% Q3 appearance in Merck here. Like, I've got to get that stat in. But no, it's been awful. Um, but anyway, regardless regardless of that, obviously Red Bull are going to look for someone to drive alongside Verstappen. De Vries was never going to make that move up to Red Bull. Unless realistically, really unless he joined Alfa Tauri and like, did like a yeah, Hamilton debut it. season-esque kind of performance. He was never going to. They see more potential with Ricardo moving up, which Ricardo has very much said he's open to in 2025. Of course he is. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, a weird, it's, a weird little, it's a weird scenario for, for Danny. Rick. How he's dumb of... is this? The Sorry. Sorry to cut you off. Yes, I know it's bitter. I know it's bitter. But it's stupid. How old is Ricardo, please? 31, I believe. Is that all? Oh, or fair. is he 32? Okay. Bastan looks that up. Daniel Ricciardo left Red Bull in 2019 to oh, get away shit. from... Oh, um, Sorry. Yeah, he's old. He's an old man. Um, he left Red Bull in 2019 to get away from the Max Verstappen team. He goes to Renault. They're woeful. He goes to McLaren. He's woeful. Yeah, he gets sacked. And now he's going to get back into the Red Bull when he's not going to be as good as he was back then. Back then, he was a good driver. And then he got owned by Lando Norris for two years. He's going to go back there and it's going to be the secondest of second fiddles ever. There is quite a large amount of irony in the sense that he chose to leave Red Bull and then from the day that he started at Renault, his entire career has been based around getting back to Red Bull, which he could have done if he just didn't leave in the first exactly. place. He could have been it's a world champion by the now. cleverest of ideas from him. It's really but not. the thing is, is he left because he didn't want to be the second driver to Max. He saw how much Christian Horner and the whole Red Bull team were wanting to push Max and favour Max. And you've got to understand he's a sportsman at the end of the day. He wants to win. He wants to be the world champion. I completely understand why he wanted to leave. Hindsight is obviously a beautiful thing. He shouldn't have. And maybe things could have been different. But, you know, I think at the time it was the right decision for him. And he did get a few podiums with Renault. It wasn't the worst thing he ever did. I think McLaren was a worse move. Um, you know, that was worse. But can I just say before Jay goes on a rant about Ricardo again, as much as it is upsetting, I am extremely happy to see him back in the grid, obviously. I'm even sitting in a Daniel Ricardo hoodie. Um it is no yeah, it's obviously not a lie that I do I do love the man. I think he's brilliant, I think he's great for the sport. He is an absolutely amazing personality on there. Yes, he's one of the most well known people because of his humour and his personality. But I think it will be interesting to see how he does. Obviously, it is going to be challenging. He hasn't been racing for this whole start of the year. Um, I mean, yes, he's been in the simulator, but I don't really know how much driving time that kind of is at the same time for him. And he has to outperform Yuki in order to stay in. But just a quick word on Nick DeVries. I heard rumours before he was dropped that it was going to be a driver swap and you know driver change by the summer break and I think if that was the case it would have been slightly better I think to just chuck him out so randomly of only two races before the summer break I think is absolutely soul destroying and ridiculous I mean even the summer break is still like he deserved a whole season if Yuki can get three he deserved a whole season without a shadow of a doubt but 
bring, yeah, bring I mean, Yuki it just down. shows how. No, but do you know what I mean? Like, even he said at one point, saying, "Why am I in the sport?" And you know, there's times when they were like, "Oh, he's going to be the next Red Bull driver," and he hasn't performed. So it's like, why are you kicking out Nick DeVries? Just you know, yes, his performances haven't been great. He did finish P17, for example, at Silverstone, but I just think he deserved a whole season and. If not, if they were going to do it, at least to summer break, man. Mm. But, hey, it's how the cookie crumbles, I guess. I feel like Red Bull realised fairly early, sorry, Jay, that they oh, wanted Danny it. Rick in that car. And mm. I think if they, they, they may have well have originally planned on waiting till the summer break. But if they'd waited till the summer break and DeFries dropped two absolute stormers in the couple of races before the summer break, then they're in a pickle because then he kind of becomes yeah. a bit undroppable and the PR to drop him is horrendous. So let's say he went to Hungary, he came P6 in an Alfa Tauri. You can't then go, all right, thanks, bye. But that PR is terrible. Whereas at least now they've got, they can put the spin on it of he was underperforming. Was he underperforming enough to be dropped? No. But they can make the point without too much backlash. He didn't have a chance yeah. to redeem himself. That would be Red Bull's mm. perspective of it. Let's not give him the chance to get better. Let's make the move we want to make now. Let's be real. Dan, Dan, Dan know it there. Red Bull wanted Ricardo in probably for the last couple of months. Um, there's an interview, I think, with Helmut Marko. With, I don't know who it's with. But he's basically saying that Horner never wanted De Vries in the Red Bull family. I guess maybe sort because De Vries was a, a Merc driver before, wasn't he? He's always been in the Mercedes family. That's mm. why I said he yeah. probably should have gone to Williams. But um, yeah, this, like I said, this is as much about PR and marketing as it is about driver. Um, I don't think he was sackable. Definitely not before Hungary. Well, two races before the summer break um, is absurd, I think. And my my main thing is right. I know De Vries old in F one terms. He's twenty eight. Ricardo's thirty four. Alpha Tauri is meant to be like the yeah the learning ground for Red Bull drivers. It's their B team. That's like Harry Kane goes to play for England under sixteen. It doesn't make sense. But <laughs> the guys. The guy's been around the block. What's the point in him going back to Alpha Terry? Obviously, this is all just a ploy to get him into that Red Bull seat, probably 2025. Um, by then, he's going to be 36. It's 36 yeah. he's going to be. Why, yeah, why don't they show some ambition? and Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, but, yeah, but I mean, they're, they're not, different, aren't they? Don't get me wrong. I know, special. but, you know, I'm just saying. Ricardo's a good driver, and he, and he was a really good driver back in his heyday. He was probably top four. 2019 but the guys fell off a cliff mate he's yeah. pulled a hammy he's, his career's gone and this is like a bit of a desperate attempt I think I, I think right if, if Red Bull were going to show some ambition they would put Lawson in that car into that Alpha Tauri seat that's, that's what they should have done well, I can see why they didn't that's, yeah that's as much of a risk as I mean it's a risk because obviously he's still in super formula but why not just wait and then put him in the next season yeah why, why rush to bring Danny Rick back or, if you really want to play Perez, why don't you go with someone younger? Why don't you go for a Norris, uh, a Leclerc? Give, give me someone else. Um, I don't uh, know, but Helmut Marco has said he thinks Lando's the best fit for Red Bull in the future, should that time come. <laughs> so Yes. Yeah, you know, out of all the young drivers, he singled out Lando as being like, yeah. He'll yeah, fit, I mean, especially after his recent form, his... they're going to be thinking, ka-ching. Norris is cold, man. He's a good driver. Yeah. Is, but I don't think is. he's going to go there. But here's a question. 
if Go so on. Red Bull now are like just ridiculously dominant, you know, no matter who's in that second car, they're going to win the Constructors' Championship. I don't know if it's still the case, but a couple of races ago, Max was leading that on his own, regardless of Perez. Yeah. Um, if in a couple of years, the Merck, the Merck, Merck have closed the gap, Aston have closed the gap, Ferrari will still be trying to close the gap realistically. But let's say Merck and Aston mm. have closed the gap. They'll find a way to... Does that make Ricardo's job? Like, does... Is he less likely to get the Red Bull drive then? Because the Constructors' Championship is no longer guaranteed. You could shove him in the car now. You're still going to win everything. It's fine. Cool. Danny Ricardo. Woo. Vibes. Buy some merch. But if you actually <laughs> need to win a championship, is he? Are they going to risk him next to Verstappen? Bear I guess it depends on who he was. It depends on how this rest of the season goes about for Tauri. If he is, if he is as far as the rumours behind Sonoma, which is like two or three attempts in quality. First of all, I'm going to come in this podcast and give it to Helmut Marco. Secondly, to answer Dan's question, then I don't think they would. I think they'd have to look either to a young driver, maybe a Wasa if he's good by then, if Sonoda somehow gets a lot better, or Lawson is a young wonder kid. Or they look outside and they bring in Norris, or they bring in Leclerc, or they bring in Ocon or something like that. Ocon. There you go. Field show. Okay. I feel like Ocon is prime number two material. He gives me like Carlos Sainz vibes. No, he beefed Alonso a bit. Yeah, I mean, exactly that he could have a history with teammates. Mate. Yeah, mm-hmm. like he's yeah, clashed with Perez when they were teammates. He's clashed with Max when they weren't teammates. I think if Ocon was to go anywhere, it'd be Mercedes. I thought. Because mm, yeah. him and Toto Wolff are buddies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I. I, I... Dinner with Nick. That's cute. Yeah. With, he, with he, Nick. Nick is really pleading with him. Nick Give got me that Williams seat. Dinner with him. Yeah, like oh. a, a picture of them in Monaco. And the three, honestly, look it up on Google in a sex chart. The three looks close to tears, mate. I don't blame him, honestly. I think this whole thing. And it's it's got to be tough as well when everyone. You know, online and everywhere around the paddock, I'm guessing, it's going to be like, oh, Danny Rick, yeah, Danny Rick, oh, yeah. It's just got to be like, uh, yeah. The you F1 know. post ratio from De Vries oh, going to Danny crazy, Rick. Crazy, I know. Like, I felt, actually, I, I felt so sorry for Nick De Vries. I've never been, you know, a Nick De Vries fan like Jay has, but I just felt sorry for the guy, man. He didn't deserve it. Honestly, like, what he got. Ricardo's going into an empty seat. He wasn't replaced yeah. anyone. They just whacked him in there. The three, yeah. it because it became so irrelevant. Although he did post quite a nice message on, um, I think it was Instagram because he was silent for like over a week. Posted quite a nice message on Instagram nice. yesterday, and um, he thanked. He was quite glassy to be fair to him. So well done, mm. sir. Should we move on? Yeah. Yeah, I might start cool. crying soon. So please. Latifi. <laughs> he. Uh, he <laughs> went... I'm definitely gonna start crying now. <laughs> He went AWOL after he left F1 and then he came back on and said, by the way, guys, just to let you know, I'm doing a business degree now. I'm not racing. That's quite left field, isn't it? <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of other athletes who just got on to do crazy stuff. This is this is up there. You see how they like, start their own business or their own brand, but to you know to study it for quite a few years at London Business School. It's definitely something London different. London Business School. I might go, I might go say hello to him. Imagine you just walk into your lecture and you're like, oh, I've got a 9am today and then Latifi sat next to you. Hey, I reckon like, people at London Business School are going to know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> we both said I'm, it. Sh- I'm sure London Business School is the prime <laughs> F1 viewing audience. 
I'm going to go there next year, next next academic year. I'm going to ask him if he knows Nick DeVry. There you go. Who, Latifi? Yeah. I think Latifi. I think you can ask Latifi. Actually, yeah. I'd say what happened in Monza last year. That's what I said. <laughs> I'd ask him about Abu Dhabi in uh, 2021. Maybe we should just do that because now we know where he's going to be. We can let's do an outside broadcast of this podcast. (laughs) Yes, not not a weird way. We are not stalking him, (laughs) but I think we get him as a guest just involuntarily. Um, We go up to his uni. You're in London. I'm in London. Yes, I am going to go up to. Uh, okay. the uni okay. yeah man come let's go there and then we can do a little four man outdoor podcast with the team what I realised the other day by the way Lewisham is Lewis Ham Ham like, yeah mate Lewis, Lewis Hamilton Hamilton. Like, my mind was blown <laughs> when I saw that there you go yeah Blue Borough Blue Borough anyway um, James Vowles has said that he would like to in an ideal world build his Williams team around Alex Albon what are our thoughts on that Makes sense. He's a good good driver, Albon. He, he was a good driver. Just, I guess that Red Bull seat came too soon for him. Um, and in terms of, I guess, Williams's reach, they're not going to be able to secure the likes of a, a Lando or a Russell or Leclerc because they're just not quick enough. So they can keep Albon, build the team around him, and they can push back towards the midfield, which they have been doing in recent weeks, to be fair. Albon's got, what, a P7 and a P8 in the last three races. He's been doing um, really good in quality. Yeah. It's just that second driver, really, isn't it? I mean, not to be rude about Logan Sargent, but... He had a good Silverstone. He had a good Silverstone, but I just don't think he's the kind of guy, you know, to consistently score points if Williams do have the car. Yeah, I mean, it's a tricky one, but they've got, you know, all the right tools to be doing this around Alex Albon. You know, he's been performing really consistently this year, and... At the end of the day, he is going to be the team leader for the team. He has that experience with higher teams, like such as Red Bull, um, you know, even like when he was in Toro Rosso. So I, f- I think it's the perfect thing. He's There's a really good relationship between the driver and the team, and I think they've just got to go with it. And they're slowly getting up in the midfield. It's a really good trajectory they're on. Good to see Williams back, isn't it? It's good nice. I hope Claire's watching with pride. Didn't she say, like... I saw her, I can't remember exactly what it was, but I think it was Silverstone. She said that's the first race that she's like sat down and watched since she left. Wow. Or it was either that or the first race she was there. Or it was like the first big thing she'd done F1 related since she left her role at Williams. So fair play. At least they had a very good weekend. Peace for them. Yeah, yeah it's good, good to see. Um, Right, on to Hungary. There's a new qualifying format this weekend. Yeah. You have to run the hard tyre in Q1, the medium tyre in Q2, and the soft tyre in Q3. I mean, I'm all for a bit of change, but unless I'm missing something really obvious, I don't really see the point of this one. I think it's to do with the environmental stuff, because obviously if you if you use soft tyres, they last for what, a couple of laps, then they're redundant, and the teams probably use about six softs throughout quality. So if they use a pair of hards in Q1, pair, well, a pair, you know, one hard in Q1, maybe two mediums, Q2, two softs in Q3, then they've probably saved, what, three or four tyres per driver. That sets of tyres per driver. So I think it's more to do with usage and wastage rather than any kind of thing. But in terms of, I guess, how it might affect the grid, I feel like this might hurt Mercedes because they seem to have an issue with warming up their tyres. Mm. I know Hungary is usually hot, but 
if it's the hard tyres in Q1, and obviously they take a bit more work to get up to temperature, that might hurt them a bit. Yeah, it might. Possibly. I'm assuming this eliminates the Q2 tyre rule, by the way. I'm assuming they'll be given free choice on Sunday. The Q2 tyre hasn't been a thing for like two or three years now, don't yeah. yeah, I realised that halfway through that. Segment. When you said that, I was like, what are you on about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Dan's, quite embarrassing. Dan's still watching Hamilton and Viva Stappen. <laughs> I can't, honestly, this season is so good. I can't wait for like Abby Dabby. I can't wait yeah. for them. No, no, yeah, I realised halfway through oh, that. You're going to be disappointed, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, new qualifying format for Hungary. Um, obviously, the other major change is Danny Rick just coming onto the grid. Um, Red Bull upgrades. Yeah, they needed them. I know, yeah. I know. There was people actually becoming like maybe five tenths behind them now. Like you know, I was know. getting close. It's getting risky. I don't know. Honestly, yeah, it's gonna be really intriguing to see what these upgrades actually do mean because we have seen teams doing better. Likes obviously as McLaren, Mercedes have been doing better. So everyone's been kind of making a bit more progress and if you want to say take an inspiration from the rebel team to an extent mm. um so it is it is going to be a bit of an interesting one to see uh how that compares now to the last few weekends well this basically first half of the season if you take red bull out yeah. this season it's been a quality season the problem yeah, I mean, is the, the position that from... matters is p1 that's the problem p2 onwards it's bloody brilliant yeah <laughs> great it's, it's really, really exciting good. stuff but um, yeah, never mind. Predictions? Yeah. Let's do it. Right, What's we going? still made predictions for Austria and Silverstone. Um, obviously didn't do yeah, a podcast. We, did. we still made predictions. Um, I mean, Charles somehow managed to fluke a win in both of these weeks. Um, Wait, how many did you out- get in Austria, Charles? She's an four. outright winner in Austria. Four. Yeah. That's four. That's got to be some kind of record for one weekend, isn't it? Well, it's got to be close to it. I think four is the top, red. but I think we've, we've play, got four play. at some point. I had such a good... I was so proud of myself here. I said Russell would make up six places in the race in Austria, and he had like such a shocker in qualifying. I was like, yes, this is it. And then he had just as much of a shocker in the race. And I was like, oh, this is not it. So, Charles won Austria, and then we all drew Silverstone. So, we all got a First time. There. We all got three. Time, okay. It is the first time, yeah. What's the, so what's the scores on the doors? Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm last. I have one, two, three, four. Jay, Mm -hmm. you have one, two, three, four, five. Charlotte has one, two, three, four, five. Oh, it's close. Charles, come back to be fair. Charles was last a couple weeks ago. I have. That's why I just went to Jay because I thought I had no chance. She's opened the DRS, mate. Yeah, she's got three in a row, Charles. Canada, Austria, right, Silverstone. Three in a row. Bosh, bosh, bosh. DRS is working. Yeah. He's got that Adrian Newey She's found a rep system. <laughs> you wait. We're right, I better do towering. well this weekend. <laughs> um, right, let's move on to this weekend. Who was first? Jay. <laughs> Jay. Jay is going to say Max Verstappen on pole because of course oh, he is. Kel surprise. Shock. Well, wait, what does um, Kel surprise mean? I mean, I'm sure I mean surprise, but is that surprise? French? What surprise, yeah. In French? Yeah. Oh, there we go. Charles bilingual, by the way, people. Very talented. <laughs> um, then it's me uh, going second. I've actually gone more bold, Jay, because I'm not boring and I'm not here for the points. Oh, you would do the, the same if you was first. 
Yeah, I would. Um, I put for pole Lando Norris. Ooh. Lando at Hungary. Ooh. Ooh. Fair, fair, fair. That orange jumper is talking. You it know is. what I mean. <laughs> it is. It is. I've, I've gone similarly patriotic. I've gone Lewis Hamilton. Because it's not going to be Perez, is it? Let's be real. So <laughs> I've just gone for someone. Wait, clip, that, clip that. <laughs> <laughs> Alonso was a shout. I nearly put Alonso, but Hamilton does like he Hungary. So, he so does. He does like a bit of Hungary. Mm. What is the podium going right. to be? Podium. I'm going Stappen, Hamilton, Alonso in that order. Oh, for goodness sake. That's what I was going to say. Close. I have put Verstappen, Hamilton, Perez. Mm. Okay. Well, I have... I'd put Jays. So I've now gone for Verstappen, Hamilton, Russell. Oh, well, that was my second pick. pick. I've gone for Big a little Russ. double Merc. Double Russ was on pole there last year, wasn't he? I remember that. He was. That feels like an age away. Mm. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Uh, positive surprise. Positive surprise. Right, I'm going to shout out my boy, Oscar Piastri. Okay. I feel like okay. he's been there quite a lot in FP, not FP2, in F2, in F3. Um, and I've got a good feeling about these McLaren upgrades. So, Oscar. I mean, Dan and I did say that for Silverstone, but sure thing. And I, I think didn't. We I deserve... said Sergeant, by the way. I oh, you didn't? You oh, I, I did. I told you the wrong information there. Hey, guys, <laughs> I said Piastri for Silverstone, and I think that was a very good decision. Um, okay, positive surprise for this weekend. It's got It's got to be. It's got to be, guys. It's driver number three, Daniel Ricciardo. We've got to do it. Positive surprise. Please be How much do you actually surprise. believe <laughs> Please be a positive. Oh, do that jumper's talking. It is. Please, it, is. it needs to. I'm scared that this is jinxing it, but no, we've we've got to do. It. I've got to support my boy. I have gone for statistics here. I've gone Ocon. The man won round that circuit. I was thinking he'd better Ocon. have a good weekend. Go on. <laughs> he'd better have a good weekend. <laughs> um, right, Jay, over to you to predict us. No, to give us a random finisher yes. position. Right. Are we ready? And this weekend, we are going to guess who finishes in P. Thirteen. Okay. I feel like it's always the sort of lower numbers. It's never Ooh, the higher. We numbers. had a P four the other week. Yeah, we did have a. P4. Oh, did we? Mm. Okay, thirteenth. <laughs> thirteenth. I'm going to say Yuki Sonoda. Mm. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm going to say. Uh, Joe Guanyu. Oh, <laughs> really? You had Joe 19 Guanyu. to pick from. Why pick the one I've written down? Why pick um, the one I've written down? Well, I'd also written him. Uh, in that case, <laughs> but I've just I decided. Go for. <laughs> I'll go for Sergeant. Oh, that's high. No, no, I'm not going for Sergeant. That's a stupid idea. <laughs> I'm going to go for K Mag in P13. Nice. It was a toss-up between a Haas and Zhou Guanyu for me. Yeah, fair, fair. Uh, right, bold predictions. Jay, what's your first one? Ooh. Bold predictions. In contrary to what Charlotte just said about positive surprises, I am going to say Daniel Ricciardo finishes at least 15 seconds behind Sonoda at the end of the race. I like that. I like that. Not like, not like I like the idea of it. I like it as a prediction. I like the idea of it. 
and I like anticipation. Oh, the hate trains. The bitterness is out. Mm. Okay. Contrary, or contrary, however you say it, um, <laughs> to what Jay's put. Uh, I don't know. Daniel if Ricardo this is a... wins. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know if this is bold enough, you guys, but I put Daniel Ricardo gets into Q two. Uh, uh, he hasn't driven for yeah. how long? seven months. I thought you were going to say gets in the points when you started it. I'd like it's to borderline because the Alpha Tower is woeful. I reckon if you and say like twelfth. Okay. In, like, to I was 12th. thinking, okay, I could say P12 I'll, and above. I'll give you 13th. I'll give you 13th. Oh, you're nice. Okay. 13th P- and above. Okay, I'll say P13 and above. Is that right? Okay. Yeah, yeah you okay. can have that. I have also gone a Danny Rick one, but I've just, oh. straight, I've just gone Danny Rick DNF. <laughs> <laughs> I've just straight up gone Three the bike words. doesn't finish the race. <laughs> can I ask a question about my one? If Danny Rick DNFs instead of finishes the race, does that count as more than 15 seconds? No. No, they've got to both finish. Got it'd, be, it'd be good if they could both finish because how can it be 15 seconds well it's eternal <laughs> you it's beat him by an eternal amount no. <laughs> uh, right bowl prediction 2 okay I haven't really thought this far ahead so I'm going to do it off my dome I'm going to say that Ferrari leave hungry mm-hmm. with less points than Alpine I like that like but like, it's usually hot there. Not really good on their tyres. The Ferrari, so mm-hmm. Ferrari okay. less points than Alpine. Interesting. I haven't got this, and I'm not as quick as Jay, and as bold as Jay with good creative things like this. So, um, yes, um, 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 I'm gonna say someone has. Uh, a pit stop incident that makes them lose. Who's what? Oh, I was going to say five positions, but that's absolutely shocking. But do you know, like, okay, has, oh, do you know what I mean? I'm trying to say, like, loser's position. Yeah, they lose five positions because of a slow pit stop. But more than just, like, five positions, you know, when they all come tumbling down because they're in, like, a DRS yeah. train. Yeah, no. Okay, okay, one of the top five. We'll say that. Should we do that? Does that work? Okay, I've got it. One of the top five has a pit lane incident that makes them pummel down out of the points. Okay. 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 Does that work? Like that. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Very bold. It's very bold. I've also gone pit lane related, to be fair. I said there's at least Man two... Man loves a pit lane prediction, doesn't he? Yeah, I do. I do. I do. Um, I've said there's at least two close calls in the pit lane during the race. So, like, unsafe releases, like, very near instance but like ones that we obviously look at and we go when it's, when it's on okay, the so screen it's got to be that exact reaction yeah it can't be like ooh. it's got to be <laughs> you know, i'm just going to watch a perfectly good pit stop now <laughs> verstappen comes in two seconds stop pulls away and i'm just going to be is that here oh yep that counts just because i made the noise <laughs> there's got to be some kind of like avoiding action hasn't there where yeah yeah the driver comes yeah, out and yeah. he's steering yeah, yeah. mazapin got eliminated completely in the pits a couple of years ago um, hungry someone hit him yeah can't remember who it was though uh anyways that is all we have this week we'll be back to review hungry and we actually will um but yeah sorry to sorry to uh make you do this episode jay i know it was a, a tough it's been probably the hardest week of my life and um i haven't recovered yet but 
I'm looking forward to see we'll get through what Devry does next. Yeah. That's what friends mm. are for. Exactly. Jisha, bet you're happy. <laughs> I, I am. The I won't contrast. lie. I'm pretty happy. It, it, it's a bit of like a bittersweet thing because, yeah, like I say, it's very out of order of how this has happened. But hey-ho, let's see what happens. It is what it is. Danny Rick might have a stormer and prove everyone right. But we will see you after the Hungarian Grand Prix. Thank you for listening. Give us five stars. Yeah, we'll see you soon. Goodbye.